Hello, welcome to the RevOp Show and happy Thanksgiving, guys. While you're prepping to feast on some of the best food of the year, watch some football, hang out with family and friends, and just relax for a few days, we have an episode that you can listen to in preparation. An episode all about gratitude and appreciation. I know you may be thinking, this is going to be another sappy, kumbaya type of episode about gratitude and appreciation, but it honestly takes a turn to be a lot more realistic than you would think. So with that in mind, let's jump on into the episode and let Doug and Jess take it away. Jess, what's going on? Friday. It's Friday. That's what's happy, going on. Happy Thanksgiving, Jess. Happy Thanksgiving. I mean, not quite, what, but happy Thanksgiving. What do you mean? I thought today was Thanksgiving. <laughs> today is not Thanksgiving. I mean, I'm thankful that it's Friday. So I don't know if that counts. Wow. I'm giving thanks that it's Friday. You know, you know, just every day I get to work with you is Thanksgiving. Okay, we know that's not true, but I appreciate the sentiment. <laughs> no, it is. It is very much true. As a matter of fact, Friday is a sad day for me. Because you don't get to talk to me for two days. Yep, I'm not allowed to talk to you for two days. You're not allowed. You you put that in. If I remember correctly, you put that in your employment agreement. I did. I did. We don't always follow that rule. It's okay. Thanks. You know the way you just said that. Now there are some people who believe that you actually have it in your employment agreement that I'm not allowed to talk to. You <laughs> So there's some people listening who are like, huh, that's a great idea. I should put that in my employment agreement. That they shouldn't, that I shouldn't be allowed to talk to them on Saturday or Sunday? That their boss shouldn't be allowed to talk to them on Saturday or Sunday. Hold on a second. That infers that I'm your boss. <laughs> but We all know who's in charge here, though. <laughs> but you've made it very clear, very consistently, that I have no authority. I have. I have. So, in fact, you're my boss. Kinda, yeah. Yeah, it's accurate. You know, when I was young, Jess, when when I was but a wee lad and I thought about owning my business one day, mm-hmm. owning a business one day, and yes, I actually did think about owning a business when I was young. I thought, I'll be in charge. I'll be the boss. I'll... I, I'm a believer in, in benevolent dictatorships. I'll be I'll be kind, <laughs> but I'll get to choose what to do. I used to think people will will work for me. Mm-hmm. Someone lied to you. Oh my god! And you lied to yourself. Oh my god! It is like I think that's the hardest lesson to learn as you move up in your career is. And, and like, this is the hardest lesson for me is it doesn't matter if you're right. Yeah. It really doesn't matter if you're right. It's, yep. like, it, it's a question of, you know, it might be true, might be right. What good is it doing you? What, what, what do you have? To, and it, you know, when, when, when I, when I've had coaches and, and things like that on these things, it's like, well, 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 Doug, you need to, you need to adjust your style so that they can. And I'm like, you know, that's fair, but. But when are you like, when is the answer that they need to adjust their? <laughs> I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. You need to adjust your style. Well, you I do. Think you do. You do. You do. You, 
You don't have to adjust your style. You do. Absolutely. You don't have to change who you are, though. I, think that's... I, didn't, I didn't say that. Right. But I mean, it, I mean, here's the thing. But then I began to get this. I'm about to mm-hmm. get myself in a whole heap of trouble. Oh, boy. I, you know, I got this from the standpoint of, okay, you're, you're the boss, you have the authority, like you're, you're, so it's like, there's a, there's a, a difference in, in, in the power dimension, if you are. Mm-hmm. But then I started getting, I get the same advice when it comes to marriage. You've got to adjust your style. I'm like, yeah, but when did they have to adjust their style? You're, 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 yeah, we're, I'm going to save you from yourself. <laughs> That I, we should just end, end this conversation right here. I think we're done. <laughs> but happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> that's the show. <laughs> that's the show. I'm calling it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, no comment. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 No comment. One is home today. <laughs> ah. I hear you. I hear you. So good news for you this week. What's what's the good news? Reunizing. Oh, yeah. Disney reported good earnings. They did. They did. Bob Iger got a little bit of leash back. It it looks like. Yep. We'll see how long he keeps it. <laughs> oh, he's not. He's. I guess he's not going anywhere until twenty twenty six. I. He's. Yeah. Do you not like Bob ridiculous. Iger? I do like Bob Iger. Um. Have you ever met him? Never met him. Never had the opportunity. I I like him less since reading Disney War, but I mean, you don't get to where he's at without. Which one was Disney War? The one about it's 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 about Eisner. It's about the Eisner years, but Iger plays a plays a pivotal role in the third act. <laughs> Hold on a second. So you don't like? So I forget. So like I remember. So that is the book about Eisner. So what did? Yeah. I mean, he helped get Eisner out. I mean, he basically helped. So it's, yeah, so he, he basically helped get Eisner out. He, he comes off as kind, kind of a dick in the book. Um, I mean, no, no one comes out of that book unscathed. Who was so when about. did you read Disney Wars? About a year ago. Oh, that's, why did you read Disney Wars a year ago? Because it, because I saw it and wasn't aware of it before then. I love Disney. And so, I, so. I went to the parks during the Eisner years, so I'm fa- I'm fa- I'm actually fascinated by Michael Eisner as a human. <laughs> like he's a fascinating human to me, <laughs> and Katzenberg too, by the way. <laughs> so, so what makes Eisner fascinating for you? Like he's he's he doesn't seem like a standard executive to me. Just just in his demeanor, he's he's kind of kooky, like he's eclectic. Um. And so how did you His feel about Eisner was very after different. you read Disney Wars? So I'm more empathetic to Eisner having read the book, although he comes off like a dick. Don't get me as a dick in the book. Okay. Don't get me wrong. So, so but I already, well, right. And I already had that perception of him going into the book. So no, like the book didn't change anything. No, I, I, Eisner's a dick. Right. Yeah. Um, if it weren't for Jack Welch, Eisner would be Jack Welch. Okay. Fair. Yeah. Um, Iger was was basically Eisner's Hatchetman. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, and Hatchetman. Right. Yeah. Well, so so it, I'm I'm binge watching Billions. Oh, okay. Um, and and there's a scene in Billions where you know uh, Wags, who is Axelrod's number two, 
Wags is out or something. I can't remember he was supposed to be out, but 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 someone says, um, yeah, they actually uh, they they really seem to miss him. It's like, what do you mean yeah. they really seem to miss him? He's like, well, you know, all the reviews and everything. They, I mean, everyone, all they do is bitch about him. And he's like, and and they you know hate him and say bad things. It's like, right? They hate him, mm-hmm. so they don't have to hate me. Right. Right. That's that's your number yeah. two's job. So often. so sure. So so here's the thing: as somebody who is. Um, so, so, so Katzenberg genius, creative genius, right. But, but as he has demonstrated operator begins to be. Yeah. Right. Um, Eisner, no question turned Disney around, helped, helped to save Disney though, though in, in reality, I think the person who doesn't get enough credit is Roy Disney, who, who said, you know what? Not me. I'm not built for this. Yeah. By the, by the way, if there's a hero of the book, it's Roy. Right. I mean, well, Roy, Roy is the hero of the book. Yeah. But, but Eisner was, so Eisner's genius. I mean, he's an yeah. absolute genius. Now he, I mean, I'm going to say he's narcissistic, but who, who could be CEO of a company like that without being narcissistic? Right. Sure. The, so I was involved heavily with Disney when Disney was coming out, when, when they were launching the cruise line. Yeah. I remember. And the cruise line was delayed for, for several, several reasons for the whole, one of the reasons was, that approval for the bedspreads. Eisner. <laughs> right. And and it was waiting on Eisner's approval yep. of the bedspreads. Yep. Okay, that's just Yeah, I know he's fucking nuts. I mean he's crazy. Well no, that's not nuts. That's not nuts. I, I mean, yes, it's it, it is nuts over here, but but now think about this. Uh-huh. Right. You're what does that say to every executive in every line of everything? That he cares about everything. No. Oh, that he doesn't trust them. That that <laughs> that, that you, you know, you you are there mm-hmm. to serve at Eisner's pleasure. Yeah, you are. That's you true. are right. Yeah. So, because I'll tell you this: if Eisner hadn't left, I mean, and by the way, if you want to see how bad Eisner is on his own, mm-hmm. what was his? What was the biggest hire he had the most influence on? I don't rem- I don't know what you're talking Maybe about. Maybe one of the worst hires in the history of corporate America. I don't know what you're talking about. Michael Ovitz. Oh, that's right. I forgot about Ovitz. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That that that's right up there with um with with Time Warner deciding to merge with AOL uh, <laughs> on the higher side. So so if if Iger hadn't gotten yeah, no. gotten Eisner out, Disney would have been in trouble. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Now the so where I thought you were going to go is Eisner Eisner's statement um, right after the the writers' strike started, where he I, I forget exactly what he said, but it you know made 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 something about you know they have to understand we're, I, I forget what it was I mean it was it was a very tone deaf yeah but you know I, Iger has uh, so that's interesting that you're a Disney fan mm-hmm. you're not a fan of Iger. Not a huge fan of Edgar, no. Mm-mm. Wow, you really should be though. <laughs> I mean, I respect the deals he's been able to make. Um, he, yeah, what I don't. Done with the parks. Yeah, so here's the thing. I'm gonna say this is like so unpopular. We're getting way off the rails. I, I give, I like that's not that's not Iger. That's 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 the the folks running the parks. I mean, he he's. Iger's not that involved in the parks. So, so and actually, why do you say that? Why do you say that? <laughs> I, for, I forget. What was Iger's role 
what was he was in charge he was over abc okay so he was okay he was he was over abc yeah so now chapek was actually um in charge he ran the parks yeah so chapek and Iger and Iger said you know Iger selected him to be the successor and chapek screwed the pooch he did so i i don't know i'm conflicted about it (laughs) see see so the thing is you're 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 oh my god i'm going blank on the um on on the bias but but you you've got a coincidence bias <laughs> you're you so you give the credit to to the so chapik was in charge of the park so you're giving credit to the I'm giving credit Chapik. but you're not giving credit to the person who allowed chapik to have the freedom and okay. flexibility to do the things that, that that he did fair okay so maybe i need a bigger bigger fan of Iger. i don't know or i don't or, dislike him i'm just not i'm just not like Rah, rah. So what's probably one Iger. of the great well yeah i mean you shouldn't be that with any ceo personally except for one there's one ceo that what, yeah clearly obviously um so what was the greatest decision that disney ever made in the buying disney oh i was gonna say i was gonna say buying all the land in orlando but you're talking about modern so um i don't know pixar oh yeah and that is yeah Iger gets credit for that fair Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. All right, but we're not here to talk about Disney. <laughs> Sunny day, sweeping up clouds away. On my way to where the air is sweet. Can you tell me how to get, how to get to Sesame Street? So, so the question now is, are we going to get a cease and desist? I was going to say. Sustained portion of of uh, of IP, but, but we did. Um, but this is what I think of mm-hmm. when I think of our topic today: Sesame Street. The theme to Sesame Street. Okay, we're talking about gratitude. We are talking about gratitude. This is our this is our Thanksgiving episode. That's what we've been told. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not Thanksgiving as we record this, but almost, but not quite. Uh, I don't know if we're, I don't know if we were allowed to tell people that. Oh. Oops. Did we just Oops. Did we just destroy the veil of We might have. We might have. So why does gratitude make you think of the Sesame Street theme? So can you hear that song and not smile? When you hear that, can you not No. When you hear that, can you not can you not begin to feel at least a little bit no matter what's going on, a little bit more playful? No, fair, yeah. Hundred percent. Can you can you you know, even more than this. It's time to get things started on the most sensational. You know, which is which is great. Um, but like, if if you hear this, and I, for purposes of of time, I cut out the the very very early entry. But when you first, when you hear this part, like no matter what's going on, there's an aspect of you that goes, like there's a perspective that comes. Yeah. Like like, um. You just lost a client or you just lost a big deal or yep. you just sent an email out to 3.2 million people with your competitor's phone number. Mm-hmm. Right. But then you hear that and you're like, eh. and, and, and to me, that's what gratitude does. That's what gratitude is. Okay. So gratitude is the Sesame street theme song. <laughs> what you're gratitude saying. Gratitude is the Se- Sesame street theme song. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
or at least the beginning of it. <laughs> so let's start there. What it what is gratitude though? I don't know. Being you don't grateful. know? Being, Being grateful. grateful. Being grateful. Gratitude is Thanksgiving. <laughs> so I I forgot I was the one that was assigned to do the research for for today's episode. Usually you're the one that, that does I that. I am. So I am. Jess was was a bit of a gratitude scrooge. I was. Earlier. I was, but it, but you turned me around. Um so the most definition-y definition of gratitude that I could find in mm -hmm. the roughly 17 minutes, 47 seconds that I spent researching. Gratitude is a positive emotion that can arise. I think it's a, that, that arises when you acknowledge that you have goodness in your life and that other people or higher powers, if you believe in them, have helped you achieve that goodness. Wow. For me, gratitude and appreciation are highly synonymous. I don't know that I'm going to say that they're synonyms, but they're pretty close to it. I'd agree with that. I think for me, the same. Yeah. Gratitude and appreciation are very similar. And, and so if we, if we equate gratitude with appreciation, you know, what would be interesting to do right now, Jess? What? Let's look up the, the definition of appreciation. <laughs> And I think we're going to find two definitions. Oh, really? Um, actually, there should be more than two definitions. Because So one is recognition and enjoyment mm -hmm. of the good qualities of someone or something. Mm -hmm. Right? Yep. Um, oh, this is interesting. So there, here are the three definitions from dictionary.com. Mm -hmm. Recognition and enjoyment of the good qualities of someone or something. Mm-hmm. A full understanding of a situation mm -hmm. and increase in monetary value. Oh, that's it. the increase in value is interesting. Well, I mean, I mean, I the, get the stock I appreciates. Your yeah, house no, appreciates. I get it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so appreciate is to increase in value, right? Um, it is also to recognize the enjoyment of good qualities, right? Those are the two that I was thinking of. I hadn't really thought of a full understanding. Mm -hmm. Um a lack of appreciation of the situation. Yep. Right. And, and so that full understanding of the situation, like really, I think really drives it in. So I think that, um, yeah, I think that they are, I'm going to, I'm going to go with our synonyms. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Now I think there are also, I, I think the way that people talk about gratitude, I think that's where a lot of times we have, there it is. I looked up gratitude, similar and opposite words. Appreciation. Mm -hmm. There we go. So it's either a synonym or an antonym on the, on the screen that I'm looking at. It doesn't say specifically, so I'm going to go with it. It's a synonym. You're going to go with synonym. Yeah. Great. I think that's, I think that's putting two, two, yeah. two and two yeah. together. There we go. And then I know, I know one thing that we talked about is, you know, we all know I pray to the church of Renee Brown. <laughs> um, and she, she does a lot of gratitude in her work and, and in her studies, gratitude's involved. And I know you were talking about kind of how she refers to joy and gratitude. So can you talk about that a little bit? So she said, and I can tell you what she said, because 
this was also in my 17 minutes and 47 <laughs> seconds of research. Um, in 11,000 interviews, she's never found someone who described themselves as being joyful. And, and this is the interesting part, and I don't know if I agree with this, um, who didn't practice gratitude. Brene is, is, is most famous for being a shame researcher. Mm-hmm. I like to study your stuff so I can figure out how to bring shame. Shame, shame, shame. Um, seriously, though, um, you know, and, and, and shame is the most damaging. Yep. Um, and, and I had recalled her talking about, you know, joy is, is kind of the antidote. You, is, is the antidote. Gratitude yep. is the antidote. The thing that was interesting is she said it's not about being grateful. It's a practice of gratitude. Yeah. That everyone, you know, that they're, they have a gratitude journal or, um, my favorite goofy one that she shared was, uh, one, two, three, four. What are you grateful for? One, two, three, four. What are you grateful for? Mm -hmm. At 1234 every day, they'll just announce what they're grateful for. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's great. If that works for you, Mm -hmm. that would not work for me. And if I was in an environment where that was happening on a regular basis, um, I forget what the code is, but we might, you know, I might be encouraging wellness visits somewhere. <laughs> you don't, you don't want to want to, you don't want to do one, two, three, four. What are we grateful for every day? It's the only one, two, three, four. I want to do is one, two, three, four. Let's have a thumb war. <laughs> That's your competitive side coming out for um, sure. You know, I, I've done I've done the gratitude journal thing. Mm-hmm. I, yep. I will acknowledge that when I was, in, when I have been in, man, it's been a long time since this happened where, where, where I did this, but I, there, there have been times where when I've been in particularly down, I, I don't want to say moments cause it's more than moments. Um, I, like I got 2000, 2001. I, you know, it was a really, really, Mm-hmm. So actually, it was not 2000, 2001. It was more 2003, 2004. It's when I left Merrill Lynch. All the things that led up to me leaving Merrill Lynch, <clears throat> every day reading a new story. You, know, you, you think that you want to work for a company that's famous and you're excited to see you know, your company's name in press. Well, I mean, I, I, I got to live the opposite experience where you knew your company was going to be on the front page of the Wall Street Journal and you were just you know, afraid okay, what was it going to be this time? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that and, and, you know, other things that were going on, et cetera, I was, you know, just a really, really down mode. And, and so I did do uh, at the end of the day, what are three things that I'm grateful for? And, and it helped. Yeah. I, I think I was supposed to do it for 21 days. I don't think I've ever actually done it for 21 days. It feels unnatural and, inorganic for me to do that I've, I've tried doing that before and it just doesn't it doesn't it's not my thing it's not my jam <laughs> so does that mean you're not a grateful person jess it does not mean i'm not a grateful person so what does gratitude mean to you oh um i'm trying to figure out a way to describe it without using the words grateful or appreciation um you could use the word dead <laughs> as in the grateful dead <laughs> I mean, I, I like, grateful dead. <laughs> I like the attachment of joy to it. I think, I think it is like feeling joyful. Um, I think it is, 
I think it's acknowledgement and, and feeling seen is attached to gratitude. Like I, I, I see what you've done. I appreciate what you've done. I like that, that, that's kind of how I think about, about gratitude. So what do you do to, Oh, I know what you do. Actually, I know what you do. I'm going to get myself into a whole lot of trouble. Today. Oh boy. <laughs> what do you do to prevent yourself from being, from becoming cynical? Oh, um, so I, I like to say the thing that shouldn't be said to get it out of my head. <laughs> so venting, <laughs> I do that. Um, don't I know it? <laughs> uh, I mean, so to avoid being cynical, wow. You said, you know what I do. And then you said, you're going to get in trouble. So I don't want to ask, <laughs> but what were you going to say that I do? <laughs> what was I going to say that you do? Or what is it that you do? What is it that you think I do? Cause I don't, I don't know that. What I... is it that I think you do? Or what is yeah. it that you do? What is it that I do? Cause I didn't say, I think I know what you do. I said, I know what you do. You have a ritual. <laughs> Which is? You go to church. Oh, I do go to church. Yeah, I do. Uh-huh. And and there's a whole set of choreography at the church you go to, as I understand it. There is choreography when you go to the Catholic church. Yes, sir. Um, and and I think that that's a lot of the ritual that that like that's where you. I, I hadn't. I've never thought about this before, but I think that's where I think the reason that it's so important for you to go there as regularly and frequently as you go there without getting into a whole bunch of other things that would definitely get me into trouble that, that um, I, as I've shared with you, sometimes confuse me. Um, that That's kind of like your, re- I mean, that's kind of like your reset button. Yeah, no, it is. It is. It's pause. It's, it's a quiet place. It's a place I'm comfortable. Going to church but it's more than that. Cause it's more than that. Cause it's funny. I asked a team yesterday who here meditates and people are surprised when I tell them that I, I meditate. I don't. Yeah. I don't meditate. Um, <laughs> But but you don't just not meditate. You you kind of it took you a while to not sneer when the word meditate comes up. So part of that is because I was going to make a smart ass remark that I have too much anxiety to meditate. But I, I I it's so it goes into the list of things with gratitude that it just doesn't do it. Like I've tried it, it doesn't do anything for me. Like, but church is meditation. So so I used to say the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Then I, I listened to a book, great title for a book, wherever you go, there you are. <laughs> okay. And then I heard, I forget, it was a podcast. I, I don't remember where it was, et cetera, but they were talking about the practice of meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, this is when I learned, this is the same mindset for why I did enable me to become a real fan of scotch. Okay. So the person who was talking about this said, you know, was saying it's a practice of meditation. And they said, part of the problem that people have with meditation is they lose sight of the fact that it's a practice. It is yeah. and always and only is a practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which means if anyone ever says, I know how to meditate, they're, they're getting the whole point wrong. Right. Someone says, well, I can only meditate for 20 seconds. As if, well, they're not meditating right. Mm-hmm. There, there is no right or wrong meditation. Meditation is, it is a, you know, so, so when you begin knowing you, like I know you, the reason that you get 
like the reason that you don't buy into meditation mm-hmm. is because we all have visions of the sitting in some, you know, what is it? Chakra position going on. And it's like, okay, that's <laughs> right. That. And, and, and the truth is everybody actually meditates in some way, shape or form. Sure. Sure. Um, but once you realize that like what, what meditation really is for me at least mm-hmm. is um, it's a statement of agency. Yeah. It is in the midst of all of this going on, I'm going to choose to breathe. Yeah. And, and, you know, one of the things that, that I also found interesting in, in, in how I learned about this, where, where I finally was like, meditation isn't just some, this really stupid, silly ish thing is the power of it is, is the reset. And, and the reset is not resetting the moment. The power of it is, so I do a couple different forms of it, depending upon what's going on. Um, mm-hmm. One of, one of the most common things I'll do is I'll just count. Yeah. On each breath, I'll just count. Mm. And, and it is fascinating how quickly you lose count. I mean, it is amazing how quickly you lose count. Yeah. Like there are times I lose count by three. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then, and then there's some amount of time where you realize you've, you're no longer keeping count. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a real power to, oh my God, I've totally lost count. Mm-hmm. I like I'm one, <laughs> two, like I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't, I didn't screw it up. I didn't, it's like, there's right. a real power in that. Um, and, and, you know, one of the other things that the person said is, so you, I, I can't do it for more than 20 seconds. Okay. That's great. Yeah. Over, over the next period of time, see if you can do it for 21 seconds. Right. Yeah. Right. I don't sit and meditate for 20 minutes. Right. I've tried it. It, it, it was interesting when, um, but so I think there's the same problem with gratitude, which is we, we throw the word gratitude and grateful. You should be grateful. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cause, cause you know what the problem that I had, and I think the reason I never made it 21 days is I was just in a really down, really, really shitty place. Yeah. I was, I was angry at the world. Well, just find the smallest thing. Um, <laughs> be grateful that you have problems because you know, you know who doesn't have problems? Dead people, dead people don't have problems. <laughs> right. So be grateful to be alive, basically. No. Okay. You know, you know what my response when I would hear that what? would be? Fuck what? you. <laughs> I'm not going to be, I'm not grateful that I have this problem. There's nothing. There's nothing about this problem that makes me happy. Yeah. And you know what would happen when I thought that I'd feel like shit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm supposed to be grateful. <laughs> I'm blessed. Well, and the, the whole statement makes you feel worse, and it's a statement yeah. that's supposedly supposed to make you feel better. <laughs> no, here, here's the thing that's interesting. Mm-hmm. If you tell me to be grateful for the problems that you have, I will tell you to fuck off. Mm-hmm. Side note, I don't think the team that wanted us to bring this topic as the episode expected that I would... No. Uh, <laughs> That's why I'm just telling our team, be careful what you ask for. Exactly. 
exactly. But if you ask me to appreciate the problem, or can you appreciate the problem? Yep. That's totally different. So I agree. And I think some of that is because to appreciate, you have to understand. Because what it does is it, is it flips it from this is happening to me mm-hmm. to, a, to a perspective of curiosity. Yeah, sure. Which is where the third definition that I didn't thought that's like that, like there's a power of, and, and, and there's an aspect of, do you understand the problem? Do you fully understand the problem? Do you fully understand the situation? Yep. That, that causes you, it forces you to separate the problem from you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've probably in the last five years, certainly in the last three years, been far i mean i don't think you would ever use the word even keel and as a as a term but i've been a far more even keel wouldn't you say over the last three years i don't get oh yeah yeah and and i've always talked about it as you are not your results i mean i really came to you are not your results yeah um resulting did a did a lot of good for me yep in in being able to separate that but but it is actually that forcing it to be a third person perspective. And and so where I think gratitude is is most helpful. So mm-hmm. so by the way, so I'm going to disagree with well I don't know if I can disagree with Brené Brown on this cuz I don't would, would I describe myself as a joyful person. <laughs> what is what does joy mean for you? What does that mean to you? When I think of joy, I think of like ultimate happiness. Euphoric and, might even be too strong of a word, but like leaning towards <laughs> euphoria. Okay, so that's interesting. And then also, so as we connect this to gratitude, we're going to, um, Jess, would you like to sit, would you like to lie down? For the, for the <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't know this is going to be a therapy session. Because <laughs> um, euphoric is not sustainable by definition. No, no. What is happiness? What is ultimate happiness? So, by the way, serious question. I really don't know what happiness is. I really don't. I really don't. I think I'm a happy person. I'm I'm a frustrated person. Frustrated but or frustrating? I'm, I'm like a field. Like I'm like a, a meadow of lilies. That's, that's joy, Doug. I'm, walking through a meadow. Of- I'm saying being with me is joy. I, I understand that. That doesn't mean you know, it's hard to create joy all around you. It is. It is. I'm a I'm a seven year vacation, Jess. I thought we established that in a previous <laughs> we did. episode. We did. We did. I'm probably I'm probably a frustrating and frustrated person. But but here's the thing. If I'm not frustrated, mm-hmm. I'm not happy. Right. And so this is where you and I so, align because I'm so in the same boat. <laughs> but but happy isn't supposed to be like frustrated is not a adjective that I so like, do I practice gratitude? Mm-hmm. I think I use it. I think I remind myself of it, but I, but I don't have a practice. I don't do anything consistently about it. I don't do, you know what? That's what we're going to do just from now on at 1234. Everyone, we're going to have a standing 1234. Um, we're going to clap three times. And oh, my God. Now, <laughs> to keep it a quick meeting. We're all going to do it at the same time. So everyone's just going to sit <laughs> at the same, all at the same, at the time. same time. That'll be great. That'll be great. 
you know, here, here's something that's interesting. I, th- I think when you work in sales, mm-hmm. RevOps, and I, it's interesting. I don't know. I don't know if th- this might be why marketers are, mm-hmm. are weird. I'm kidding. I know I'm the weird one. You're definitely this might be why marketers one. are normal. Um, cause I don't know if, you know what? It's actually funny as I'm saying this now out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate this analogy cause there's so much wrong with it, but I used to talk about how the way to think about marketing and, and, and sales, the difference is, you know, marketing is the air force. Mm-hmm. It, it frames the battlefield It blah, 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 blah. Yep. Um, sales is infantry. infantry they're, yep. they're on the ground there. And you know, one of the things you've learned in, in more, despite all air supremacy, et cetera, is to take land. You need, you need people. Yep. But, but pilots don't experience war. Right. The way infantry does, they don't experience the same level of negativity. They don't live with it. They're not in it. Yep. So, so if you think about it, what is the job of sales? What is sales? Number one job to deal with other people's to, bad news. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. That wasn't what I was going to say, but yeah. What were you going to say? I was going to say to engage and talk to people, but that, which would lead to them dealing with other people's bad but, news. But, but it's not to engage and talk with people. It's to engage and talk with people that have problems. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. It's in, in, in a lot of ways it's to engage and talk to people that are, I'm exaggerating for effect, the least capable in the area where you have expertise. Right. Yeah. So, so your job is to engage with, Dysfunction. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, what you see is all there is. Like so so my first my first official professional real sales job that I was in for more than three months, I was um I called on travel agencies. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now I grew up, you know, my parents owned a travel agency. Yep. My dad was the president of the American Society of Travel Agents. Um I had a great appreciation for travel agents. And I remember having dinner with my mom one time. My mom and dad did a lot of education with travel agents, a lot of, you know, and, and obviously my mom and dad were, were champions of the travel agency community. And I remember having dinner with them one time and I said, look, let's, let's be honest, mom. I'm look, your, your agency and, and, and Bob's and this, like they're, they're good. Right. Yep. But, but you guys are like, I mean, maybe two to 3% of travel agencies are like yours. Yeah. I mean, we, we have to be honest. Travel agents are just stupid. I also I used I to work. I also used to work at a travel agency. So. I said, I mean, but yeah. And, and of course you could see my mom's heart just like, yeah. Fell to the, and she's like, well, well, you know, why do you say that? I'm like, mom, look, I mean, you, you got to see the requests I get. You have to see the quite, you know, yeah. the stupid questions that I get asked and this and this and this. Mm-hmm. She's like, okay, Doug, how many travel agencies is this? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and she said, okay. How many times do one of my travel agents call you unsolicited? Yeah. I'm like, You're, they never did. Mm-hmm. She's like, right. You only hear from the ones that have this, right? Yep. And, and, and so like when we go out and we're talking about RevOps and CRM implementation, if, if, you're, if you have our expertise in CRM implementation, like here, here's an interesting question. Let's say that we were to finally follow through on our dream, Jess. Of opening a bait shop? Yep. Yay, let's do it. <laughs> Are we going to hire a third party to do our CRM implementation? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> Probably not. Right. Probably not. Right. Right. So, and, and, and in RevOps, what do you deal with in RevOps every day or most days? Me? Something that went wrong. Yeah. 
yeah, problems. Something that went wrong. And so if you're not careful, um, they call it gallows humor, by the way. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and by the way, that gallows humor is necessary so that you don't become cynical. Right. It, it's why it's why paramedics say things that aren't appropriate amongst themselves when they're dealing with a tragedy. Right. Because you have to or you just would get destroyed. Well, they so they talk about this on movie sets all the time. Some of like the darkest, most serious movies that get worked on, they talk about in between the scenes. They're all cracking jokes and making each other laugh, and they're doing it so they can get through what they're. I mean, but but they're telling. But these jokes that I'm talking about with paramedics, because I know somebody who was a par. Actually, I know a paramedic, someone who was a paramedic for the Air Florida crash into the 14th Street Bridge. Where, mm-hmm. um, I mean, they're they're it's inappropriate. They're making fun of. I mean. It's it's the venting, right? All those things, right? Like that—that that is the release. Yep. And and so, you know, other people's bad news is your good news. Yeah. We work with a company that, when it comes, like on the sales side, they're not the sh- sharpest knife in the drawer, right? And and it amazes us at times yep. how do these people even. We've even said, how do these people stay in business? <laughs> we have said and, that. And they do $1.9 billion. Yep. Right. And I sometimes, and I say that, I'm like, oh my God, how the hell did, did how do they even, and I'm like, okay, well, they're doing $1.9 billion. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing $1.9 billion. <laughs> right. And and so uh, how, how, it would be really easy for me to become cynical. Yep. And, and, and so how do you, how do you prevent that from happening? The way I, the way I prevent it from happening is to always remind myself and, and to think about what do I appreciate about this person, this situation? Yep. Like I appreciate their ignorance, right? Yep. I appreciate their ignorance for two reasons. One is were it not for their ignorance, our knowledge would have less value. Yep. Now I know that sounds bad, but if you're, pro- especially on the services side, if you're providing services to somebody, guess what? You're, you're solving ignorance. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm also appreciative because I realize their ignorance here is what give, gives them the freedom mm-hmm. to have knowledge and mastery. And that's actually, did. I was about to say that the whole reason, like if they had knowledge in this arena, they wouldn't be as good as they are in whatever their business is. Right. And, and, and so, you know, whenever I, whenever I speak before a group, one of the questions that I've learned to ask is what do I appreciate about this group? Oh, that's interesting. I like that. Um, when I'm talking to somebody and, and look, I talk to some people that really just, I mean, no, if, like, I mean, they just, they don't know what they're doing. I mean, that's all I can say. They just <laughs> don't know what they're doing. And I am somebody and I understand it. I can be, I, I will come across as condescending even when I don't mean to be condescending. Mm-hmm. And I will come across as acerbic even when I don't mean to be acerbic. Yep. And that is to be completely transparent and honest with everybody. There are times where I do mean to be coming across condescending and I do mean to be coming across <laughs> acerbic. But it, but it happens sometimes when I don't mean it to. So if I'm not careful, and especially if I'm tired, yep. 
I will get really easily misinterpreted. And so what is, sure. what is my antidote to that? My antidote to that is what do I appreciate about this conversation? What do I appreciate about this person? Yeah. Yep. All right. I've, I've and, found and, myself. And sometimes it's, I appreciate that this person cares. Yeah. Yeah. I found myself, especially I think earlier this year, like starting to get underwater, completely overwhelmed. And I, I would find myself being like, okay, what do I appreciate about this client? And talking about how much I appreciated our client base. Cause we do, we do have, we've had the best like group of clients we've had since I've been here over the past year. And I would think about the people I appreciate there, the things that I appreciate there. And that definitely does. So maybe I do practice gratitude. Well, <laughs> but, but again, it's not a gratitude. Like it's a difference between like, I think there's a difference between being grateful Mm-hmm. And and a gratitude practice. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's where, like, as I, because I was looking to give you some real good stuff. I was going to feed you some stuff from some Brene Brown stuff for this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, actually, I'm sorry. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do one, two, three, four. What What are you grateful for? I'm just. I'm not gonna do it. And, and as a matter of fact, if I tried to do it, I'd I'd be less grateful. Um. Here's here's the other thing that I think gratitude and and appreciation does. If at, you know we're all in we're all in a game of growth, mm-hmm. and growth is hard. They call them growing pains. Yeah, right. Where, where do you get the energy? Right. Like I I feel like people miss what being in the arena means. Yeah. <laughs> Because I feel like people think being in the arena is ends with winning. No, yeah, no, it doesn't. <laughs> Not always. Sometimes it does. I, I think, I think winning or losing is extracurricular to being in the arena. Mm-hmm. Being in the arena is being in the arena. Being in the arena is 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 doing something uncomfortable, doing something that has risk, risking being, you know risking people being critical of you Yep. risking losing, you know, I I didn't come up with this, but someone, I remember one of the, it was a great question. They, you know, they always say that, well, you know, a great question is what would you do if you knew you could not fail? And they actually said, that's a shitty question because there's a lot I would do if I knew I couldn't fail. The problem is I could fail. So the much more appropriate question is the much more valuable question is what would you do if you knew you could fail or maybe even likely would fail, mm-hmm. but it would be worth doing anyways. Yeah. Right. Where do you get the energy for that? Where do you get the energy not to find yourself and define yourself by the gaps? Yeah. I, I think that energy is gratitude and, and, and is appreciation. Right? Yeah. It, yeah. And, and, and what I think it does is like, again, I think it frees you from that. It's, it, it's the, it, it, it's the mental recovery that, that allows your, your mental muscles to grow. Because here's the thing that's interesting about struggle. You know, they say, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. <laughs> yep. Right? But the truth is, if you ain't struggling, you ain't trying. Yeah. So true. Right. I, when, when I coach college baseball, like the difference between the best players and and the not best players. And by the way, I actually believe this is causal mm-hmm. because I saw players who started as not in the best 
in baseball, there's a physical element to it. So it's not just mental, but when they changed their mindset to what I'm about to talk about, Mm -hmm. they improved both on absolute outcomes and consistency. And the people who are always bad at it are the ones who said they'd come to me after we'd work on something. We work on hitting like, Hey coach, I appreciate it yesterday. Great. I got it. I got it. I figured it out. I did. I hit it in the cage somewhere and I, and I, I got it. I'm like, okay, great. Like the, the one way I knew for sure that you did not have it yeah. was you said you had it. Now the right. people that, that are at the top of it, they won't talk about it. Right. Hey, yeah, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. My, my favorite was Daniel Murphy. Nope, just Daniel, you, 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 you've been seeing the ball great lately. What, what, what's, what's different? Just going up, trying to see the ball, get my A swing on it. Just, you Yep. Just mm-hmm. trying to, cause, yeah. cause it was always a practice. It was always a work in progress. It was always a struggle. And, yep. and, and, and there's, there's a humility that comes to that, mm-hmm. which I think prevents cynicism. It's hard to be humble and cynic and cynical. Yeah, it right? is. Yep. There's an appreciation that comes mm-hmm. from it. Yeah. There, there's a, there's an element and you know, in many ways, gratitude is, is the opposite of entitlement. Yep. Right. I'm not entitled to it. So I hit the screws and they make some great play and I go in and I resent them. I deserve a, I deserve a fucking hit. Right. Well, guess what? Your game's done. You're done for, the, if you're lucky, you're done for the day. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. And, and, and that's where I know somebody who hates this. They're like, they hate the term tip, tip your cap in the, in the literal sense. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, I will not tip my cap to somebody who robs me of, I'm like, no, you don't get it. You're not. Yeah. You're not tipping your cat. To, you're tipping your cat to the baseball guys. As yeah. You know, they they are the most important. Um. And 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 so I think that you know as 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 we're in this Thanksgiving season, as we're isn't it weird that um isn't like isn't like Christmas but like isn't Noel doesn't that mean like joy or something in some. I think so. Yeah, I think it means joy. I, mean, I see all kinds of things about joy and Thanksgiving, and and isn't it weird that in this in this period that we're supposed to be happy and joyful? This is the highest level of yeah, it's the most stressful the, time of the year. <laughs> stress, depression. If you think about struggle, mm-hmm. it is the it is uniquely a human experience. Mm-hmm. It's probably yeah. the most unique element. There is no other creature in the world that struggles. Like m- my dog, who you just heard barking <laughs> after she eats something, doesn't think. Mm-hmm. But was there something better? Right. 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 And 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 so like that's where we are. Mm-hmm. Um. So if you're not growing, you're dying. Right. And by the way, even if you are growing, you are dying. <laughs> but um, if you're not growing, you're dying. Mm-hmm. If you're not struggling, you're not growing. Right. How do, how do you do that? You, 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 you do that by, I think, finding the elements, uh, uh, appreciating that. Yeah. What can I learn from it? What can I experience it? And you know what else is okay, too? When you're in that struggle. What? And when you find yourself really angry or if you're coming into your year end, and you're not hitting your number or, or I see, I see the layoffs picking back up. Man, I'll tell you what, if I got laid off and someone said, 
Well, what you need to do is a gratitude journal. <laughs> you tell him to fuck off. <laughs> no, I don't think I would. What would you tell him? I think I would actually stab them. I think I would, <laughs> I think I would, I think I would do something that would have my meals taken care of. Okay. I don't think I would like the meals, but, but they would be provided to me. I like, you know what? Screw you. Yeah. It's okay not to be grateful in the moment. Mm -hmm. It's okay to be angry. Give yourself that space. You know what I would say? Appreciate that you can be angry. Yeah. Right. Allow yourself to be curious. Yep. And, and I think you'll find that, um, Life becomes more manageable. You'll have more joy. You'll you'll be you'll be more joyful. I keep looking for joy. Same. I can't find her. She she left. But I'm bummed. We got the dad. We got the dad joke in. Um. So I'm not gonna do one, two, three, four. What are you grateful for? But Doug, five, six, seven, eight. What do you appreciate? Hoo hoo hoo. <laughs> um. Well, I appreciate that. The Rev Up show is like the top Rev Up show on Spotify or something. Yep. Um, no, I, I actually we got we had a really nice LinkedIn post today that that asked me if I got my burner phone or or um, <laughs> hope that I'd gotten my burner phone. Um, I'm 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 appreciative of the people that we get to work with, um, and I know this is going to make you happy, Jess. I'm 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 grateful that that our paths crossed. I'm grateful that. Uh, we get to go through this struggle together. Same. I second, I second the last point. Um, for, for me, I appreciate our team. I also appreciate the folks we get to work with. I, and I appreciate the growth I've been able to have here. Your, your whole talk around stretching, struggle, gap, growth, like that's been my life for the last seven years and I'm excited for it to continue. <laughs> That is that is my vacation in my field of lilies. <laughs> the, the scary thing, Jess, I'm gonna tell you the truth. I actually was making it up as we were going along. <laughs> you know what I think the number one takeaway from today is? What? If you're having a tough day, if things are really rough or you just don't have it. Mm-hmm. That's that solves everything. That solves everything. There we go. Just turn that song on. You gonna take us out? <laughs> Here I was leaving it open to you to be able to take us out. See, I gave the takeaway, so I thought you were gonna pick up the and and you were gonna remind everybody. Okay. <laughs> and remember everyone, just say no to shitty rev ops. And that's a wrap on this episode of the Rev Op Show. I told you it probably took a turn that you didn't think it was gonna take. And I honestly really enjoyed Doug and Jess's approach and insights on this topic. We really do appreciate all of you that are listening in each and every week. And thank you for tuning into our show. If this is your first episode, we hope to see you back next week because episodes always keep us on our toes. Even this one that was requested by us on the marketing team ended up going in a different direction than we thought. We hear you, Doug. Be careful what you wish for. Got it. <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode and are still listening to me talk, please make sure to go subscribe on Spotify or Apple or wherever you listen to us. 
We would be over the moon if you left us a review and shared the episode. If you have any questions that you would like to ask Doug or Jess around gratitude or appreciation, email me at hannah at liftenablement.com or hit us up on formerly Twitter, now X at Demand Creator or on LinkedIn at Lift Enablement. Until next time, just say no to shitty RevOps.